What is up, my beautiful people? Welcome to the very exciting installment number four in my podcast. Today, we're going to have some fun, okay? Just so everyone is aware, this is the third time I had to record this episode because my microphone, my my new beautiful and, and so fancy microphone that was supposed to make my life easier has done nothing but make my life harder. So I'm hoping this is the last time I have to do this. What deep and fulfilling topic are we going to be talking about today? You might be wondering. For those of you who have been following me on Instagram for the past week, and if you currently aren't following me on Instagram, what are you waiting for? There's a link in the description of this episode. Go ahead and follow me there. For those of you who have already followed me on Instagram, you will know that uh, the original topic I had for this week, um, I had to push to next week because it's a very deep topic. And uh, I want to make sure that I have all of the information and done enough research to confidently speak on it and uh, express what I want to express. So we're going to push that to next week. And this week, we're just going to have fun. Okay, we're going to, we're going to be a little less forgiving. We're going to be a little less kind. (laughs) That sounds bad. We're going to be revealing people for trying to manipulate us and gaslight us into believing that they're stupid when we know that they're not. Before we do that, we're gonna have our uh, daily greeting from Grim Reaper, my beautiful cat. Would you like to say something, Grim? Hello. Do you want to say hello, people? No, you just wanna be held like a baby? Okay, I'll hold you like a baby for a little while, but then you gotta go play, okay? Now that we have said hello to Grim, you might be asking yourself, Why did I pick this topic? The short answer is because I have experienced so much of it in recent months that um, I'm just like tired of it happening. And I feel like the stories are kind of funny. The long answer is because I've been experiencing it so much, I uh, had a two hour long phone conversation with my sister in the parking lot of a Starbucks that I realized I have a lot to say. So I might as well do a podcast episode about it. So before we get into the stories that I have lined up for today, we're going to take a moment to go into some neuroscience talk. Did you think you would get away <laughs> with a podcast episode on my podcast show and not talk about some sort of science? Not gonna happen. I wouldn't even know who I am if I did that. <laughs> I promise that the science fact does relate to our topic today. I was reading in the book, You Happier, by Dr. Daniel Amens, who is a neuroscientist and a psychiatrist. And he talks about neurotransmitters in there. And it sparked my brain, I guess, into, wow, that was actually really uh, connects there because of neurotransmitters. Anyway, um, neurotransmitters are what we use, they're chemicals in our body that can help us bond with people and also can tell us when there is danger and if you have an increase or decrease in these, uh, your association with people can change, right? So, 
So if you understand how neurotransmitters work, you understand why people who are acting dumb and we can tell that they're acting dumb are actually shooting themselves in the foot because what they're trying to do is save face, but what actually happens is that they end up losing face, essentially. You will not believe what just happened to me in the last two seconds since I said that. I um, just moved a little bit and I spilled my energy drink all over my bedspread. I had just washed this morning and uh, now it smells like cherry limeade in my room, which I'm not complaining about, but there is a huge red stain in the middle of my white bedspread and I'm just... Okay, neurotransmitters. What is a neurotransmitter? What am I even talking about here? A neurotransmitter, neurotransmitters are chemicals in our system. Things like oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, GABA, um, cortisol. Those are all neurotransmitters. And if you've ever talked about anything in a science class, hopefully these have come up before and that this isn't news to you that these exist. (laughs) So the way that Dr. uh, Daniel Amens describes these though, makes me think about how this really does interact with our dating lives. And he does a really good job of describing it in a way that just like the common man can understand. So so I'm going to take from his book how he describes them and make them a little bit more concise and a little bit uh, shorter and just get it out there. Oh my God, my phone is just blowing up. First up in the lineup of neurotransmitters is dopamine, which is the neurotransmitter of more. It gives us anticipation of pleasure or anticipation of something exciting. Um, That's why it is called the neurotransmitter of more because of that anticipation. Like we love that, we, we crave that. It's that feeling that you get when you send that sexy text message to the the guy that you're seeing and you know he's going to see it and you you just like can't wait for him to see it and then he does see it and you want to know what he's going to say that's dopamine that's what you're feeling girl next is serotonin serotonin is the neurotransmitter of <laughs> my phone respect you know what, phone? You need to R-E-S-P-E-C-T me, okay? I'm busy. <laughs> All right, so respect uh, given uh, from peers. So uh, we feel serotonin when our loved ones, our partner shows respect for us. Uh, and it also will drop if we ever get hurt emotionally by someone. Following right after that is oxytocin the neurotransmitter of trust. I know you thought I was going to say love, but actually it's trust. So this enhances bonding and also enhances trust in relationships, which leads to that love feeling. So it is the neurotransmitter of love, whereas dopamine is the neurotransmitter of anticipation of pleasure and love. So it is, but it is that feeling of trust that actually creates love, which I think is actually quite romantic in a way. Another interesting fact about oxytocin is it actually can be linked to the negative side of bonding with someone. So that jealousy feeling that we were talking about a couple episodes ago, it comes with oxytocin and also distrust because with trust, there's also suspicion, right? So it can be sometimes. Moving on to the next neurotransmitter, cortisol. Cortisol is the neurotransmitter of danger. 
and it will make you feel terrible if you have too much in your system uh, because it's alerting you of danger and Though it is critical for our survival, having a level of anxiety um, on our day-to-day -day life is actually healthy. Uh, and cortisol is highest in the morning and lowest throughout the day. It's natural. Um, having too much of it, especially getting it from someone else's actions, it will make you feel terrible. Anyone who's ever been strung along by someone who had no intention to committing to them knows what it feels like to have a high level of cortisol in their system. I'm just saying at least if you're the type of attachment style that I am, which attachment styles we'll get into in a, another episode. These next couple of neurotransmitters, I'm just gonna briefly uh, talk about. So you have endorphins, which is the uh, neurotransmitters of pain relief. GABA, which is the molecule of calmness. It regulates our mood and keeps us balanced in our system. So if you have too much uh, cortisol, or if you have too much serotonin it just like balances everything out then we have endocannabinoids these are the molecules of peace and they regulate mood okay cool now that we have this idea of what neurotransmitters are these are released by your brain so your brain tells these things to work and to go and to go up and down they make us feel different things and that's how we bond and associate with people is through these neurotransmitters okay science we love it now that we have done that, we can safely move into these next stories, understanding how stupid it is to do this shit. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually gonna move a little closer to the mic. So if you have things turned down or turned up, I'm, I'm getting closer, so just be aware. Okay, I'm, I'm closer now. <laughs> now that we have an idea of what neurotransmitters are, let's play a little game I like to call, are they dumb? Or are they just avoidant? To play this game, we need to listen to a story and decide as we go whether the person in this story was dumb or just avoidant. Let's welcome our first contestant. Okay, I'm just kidding, guys. Okay, our first story <laughs> is actually one of my own. Recently, I've been on Tinder, have been for a couple months now. Not saying that that's the correct thing to do or the best thing to do if you're trying to find people of quality, but hey, that's where I was and that's where I found this person. No, wait, no, I found him on Hinge. I take it back. I found this guy on Hinge. And when we matched, we were having mature conversations. The conversation flowed. It was funny. We joked around. We had things in common. And this person happened to be very attractive to me. So when this guy asked for my snap, I did not think much beyond the fact that I would like to continue to have a more intimate conversation with this person. Now, when I say intimate, I just meant like personable, not like sexual. <laughs> I just wanted to connect and bond with him and see if this was like someone I wanted to date, right? I was pretty confident I did, but Snap was okay with me. So this was before I had made the decision to be way more forward with my expectations and values for dating. So that's on me for giving my Snap account before setting those standards and expectations. So I'm sure you can anticipate how this kind of turned out. He sends me his Snapchat account. I add him, he adds me back. So naturally I'm gonna send the first snap and I'm like, I'm really attracted to this guy. 
I'm going to do the works. Like, honey, I was doing the most right off the bat. I was going to be flirtatious. I was going to be hot, but I was also going to be fully clothed. Like, I'm not going to be like, you know, one of those girls. I'm like going to be like in sweatpants, looking casual, but also like casually hot. Okay. So now you have the picture. I think I just said, hey, on the message. Like I wasn't trying to be like, tell me your life story or anything like that. I was just like, hey, mm." I'm excited to get a snap back from him. I click on it and it opens up and there is that beautiful man that I was talking to. But then after getting a little bit of that uh, serotonin and dopamine rise from seeing his face, it immediately plummeted to the floor when I saw what he had written to me. He wrote two words, wood bone. Bill and Ted, come get your man because he's missing from the 1980s with such an old phrase for, I want to fuck you. Or I guess in this case, would fuck. So even though this obviously offended me because he went from an adult conversation where we were bonding into like this frat boy, like freshman in college type of dialogue towards my body. Ugh, like, ew, like the actual ick. I still like the guy. I wanted to give him a chance to see if maybe he would redeem himself. <laughs> Woodbone. <laughs> okay, sorry. So I ask and also kind of display my my standards of how I don't sleep with people, especially if I don't go on dates with them. I'm not into hookup culture. That's not what I'm here for. I send the snap. I get one back. And his reply is so like, mind-blowing like he responds with whoa I never said I was looking for a hookup that's not what I'm about I don't know why you made that sexual sir in what country and on what planet is the statement wood bone not a sexual thing I'm very confused how am I the one making it sexual Here's where you can cast your votes, ladies and gentlemen of the studio audience. Is this man dumb or is he trying to avoid responsibility? Send your votes now. Woodbone. Yeah, don't see how that's sexual at all. Looks like the votes are in and it is obvious as this man is avoiding responsibility of his words and is trying to make it out that I am interpreting it wrong. Oh, how cute. So, with this knowledge that I now have, I decide to call him out on his bullshit. And I do. I send him a snap. I'm like, okay, so when should I expect you to, like, take me out on a date then if you're not looking for a hookup? And his response is, well, I don't know. Where do you live? Okay. Maybe he will take me on a date. Maybe he was just trying to be flirtatious. And I tell him where I live, like, the general area. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's not that far, but it's far enough that it's not worth it for just a date. So I say, well, if you're not into hookup culture, what do you intend to do then? And he says, I don't know. Okay, sure. But he kept saying this was like it was so infuriating. I would not even send like anything provocative. He would send me statements saying again, yep, wood bone. Sir, we know. We got the idea. 
you don't need to keep saying it. Of course I know that. What do you expect me to respond with? Like, oh, really? I was so confused. I wasn't sure. Come right on over, honey. If that's what you were looking for. I, <laughs> I didn't know the first 80 times you said it. But I could tell what he was actually trying to do in this was letting me know that he would like to have sex with me, but he didn't want it to be his idea. It had to be on my request. Otherwise, he was not interested at all. It wasn't at all what he was thinking of. I don't know why, where he, uh, where did I get the idea that that's what he was asking for? The ultimate play dumb championship winner of the weaponized ignorant olympics like that's what this guy was so in my brilliance i decided to test the waters and see if if i threw out a little bit of sexual bait if he would chomp 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 right down on that i think what i asked was so what are you like in bed very clear this is sexual intent behind this question and that motherfucker i'm telling you he bit down so hard and so fast, immediately confirmed my suspicion. This guy was just playing dumb. He was not at all stupid. He was not at all oblivious to the fact that saying wood bone was opening up the conversation of the sexy times. And suddenly he was totally willing to drive down that night to come see me. Someone who earlier was like, yeah, I don't think I can do it. Obviously, he had the gas money. Obviously, he had the time. He just didn't have the right incentive before. Mm-hmm. Look, by the way, <laughs> when you're on a dating app, you don't need to specify that you would have sex with someone. If anyone is wondering that has like no idea what it's like on a dating app, you don't need to say that. By the, by the time that you give someone your Snapchat account, you don't need to specify... Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. Yes, just so you know, I am sexually attracted to you and would have sex with you. Let's go fuck. Of course you would. That, like, don't, you don't need to do that. And if you would like to have the conversation approached, do it in an adult way. Don't act like a frat boy. But I'm telling my sister about this, and we, we both agree that when we have conversations that go like that where the guy is trying to gaslight you into thinking something but they're doing it so terribly it's like the idea of if dating was you sitting at a park with a chessboard and you're waiting for someone to come and play chess with you and then someone approaches you and they sit down and you're like great I'll go first and you place your first piece and then then that person puts a checkers piece on your chessboard the fuck and so you ask hey so um why did you put a, a checker piece on my chessboard we're playing chess like do you want to play checkers instead and then they respond with well man i never said i wanted to play checkers like i sat down here i wasn't trying to make any assumptions about that i don't know why you're making this about checkers weird and then you're like, well, you put a, a checker piece on my chessboard. So I was just asking if like that's what you wanted to play instead. Because I noticed that over there on the other table, that person has checkers already set up. And they would be more than willing to play checkers with you if that's what you would rather play. But I'm here to play chess. And then they go, I'm not here to do any sort of thing at all. Like, And then they slowly put the checker piece under their pawn. 
and like slide the pawn to make their move. And you're like, why is the checker piece still on my chessboard? I didn't say anything. Why are you still making this about checkers? Why are you still making this about checkers? I don't get it. Because you have a checker piece on my chessboard. And meanwhile, they get out a Monopoly board. And they're like, well, my pawn just passed go. So you owe me $200. Like, that's how much sense it makes. <laughs> I'm going to need to pause to take a little, a little drink of my water. Because that just, whoo, not sponsored by water. Okay. I think it's time to bring up contestant number two. Welcome to the stage, <laughs> our special guest, Flyboy. Boo! You stink! Get off the stage! <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but I had to. Okay, all right. <clears throat> okay, the ultimate example of someone pretending to be oblivious and using the ultimate weaponized ignorance to try to get away from something so fucking shitty and it's my own story baby sit back and relax we're getting in it flyboy and i at this point had been dating for about two months we were exclusive he was talking marriage i know i know and at this point we had become long distance it was coming up on my birthday and I wanted it to be special. I had a boyfriend and I figured that the more I let him know my birthday was coming up, the likelihood of him forgetting my birthday would be significantly lessened to the point of not existence. Like there's, I wanted to make sure he could not forget so that I could spend time with him on my birthday, regardless of the fact that he was on the other side of the world. So I proceed to do a countdown where, oh my God, my cat just came out of the closet. <laughs> I promise you, I will accept her no matter what she decides to be. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to the story. Um, I started to do a countdown where like every day I was like, there's three weeks before it's my birthday. My birthday's on the third. Are you remembering five more days before my birthday, I went all the way up until the day before my birthday and I texted him, tomorrow is my birthday, woohoo, letting him know, like tomorrow's the day where like I'm special, right? My birthday morning, I wake up and there is no text message from him. There is no missed calls, nothing. That's fine. We're long distance right now He and on top of that internationally long distance. So there is a time difference. I gave him that. I start my day. It goes all the way up to about lunchtime. No text message, no FaceTime, not even an e-birthday card in my email, which would have saved him a little bit of time seeing as you can pre-send those. But like, I guess that's just my womanly mind thinking that. I go to the movies with my dad because my dad treats me like a princess and I wanted to see Hotel Transylvania for my birthday, so he took me. Hours go by. It is now nightfall. Nothing. Not a word. Not a carrier pigeon. Not a smoke signal. Nothing. It gets to be about nine o'clock. I'm mad at this point because 
there is no way on this planet that any human being who has had the mental training I had put in to this person to let them know when my birthday was that they could have forgotten. No possible way. You would have to have a major brain injury. And this person did not. 10.30. 11. 11.30. It gets to 11.45. And I take out my phone and I lay it in front of me on the coffee table. In the living room in the dark. I didn't even turn on a single light. I was just, oh, sitting ninja waiting for that clock to strike midnight and that I was going to pounce midnight I take out my phone like a weapon I flip it it's not a flip phone I open it (laughs) imagine I call that motherfucker he answers on like the third ring Oh, so your phone's on. Oh, it it didn't get lost. Yeah, okay. He had the phone the whole time. And the first thing he says to me is, Hey, it's your birthday. Oh. So I calmly respond with, It was. Oh, I remembered my birthday. It's now no longer my birthday. This... This gentleman responds with, I know, but I'm I'm taking my friend who came out around Korea as their tour guide and uh, they're only going to be here for a few days and I promised I'd, I'd show them Korea. Motherfucker, you didn't have five minutes to call your girlfriend on her birthday? Not even five minutes? away from this friend who came out to visit you. I don't fucking care if you were a professional tour guide that was getting paid for it. You FaceTime your girlfriend on her birthday. I hardly got a word in before he tells me that it's a girl. And I lost it. Oh, when I said I lost that shit, I mean, I lost that shit. I was like, does she know you have a girlfriend? I don't know why I asked that, honestly. What I should have asked for is for him to give the phone over to her and tell her that the super awesome tour guide that she has going around today neglected his girlfriend on her birthday to try to impress you with his knowledge of Korea. That's the type of person that she was hanging out with, and I hope that they have a wonderful life together. But I doubt it, because he's an asshole, and then I should have dumped his ass right there. But I didn't. I just, I let him know that I was aware of the fact that she was a girl that he was spending time with on my birthday. He started acting like I was being like overly sensitive and then said he had to get off the phone because he was using his phone for GPS. They were on a bus and I had lived in Korea. So I know that the bus not only has a digital screen that shows in both Korean and English the stop name, but will also announce it over a loudspeaker. Why do you need your phone for GPS? That's such a like a load of shit. But I just said, hey, this was fucked up and you're, you're going to lose me if you don't step it the fuck up. And so he goes, okay, yeah, I understand. Um, I got to go. Happy birthday. And he hung up the phone on me just like that. That was my birthday phone call. I would just like to say 
The moral of this story is never let anyone tell you that they're too busy for you. It's utter bullshit. No one is too busy for you. Everyone has a moment to call. Everyone has a minute to text. It is possible to do it. I'm personally over that and I I won't take it as an excuse. If you tell me you're busy, I'm going to be like, okay, you're busy and um, I don't make time for you because you just showed me that you don't respect me enough to make time for me. You don't value our relationship enough to make time for me. I'm done. Goodbye. That is my new standard. That is the what I'm going to be doing moving forward. I hope some of you can get a little bit of courage out of that and take out whoever is doing this bullshit to you because you can never tell them to stop being busy because they're going to be like, you can't tell me that I'm not busy. You're right, you busy. But you know what? I'm now too busy for you. I think it's time that we get into some listener stories. Hey, Grim, welcome back. So the first listener story that I have, I feel like should be read in the voice of Lady Whistledown from Bridgerton because the way that this was written was like poetic. It was chef's kiss. Even Grim agrees. So I'm going to do my best Lady Whistledown impersonation. Um, I am not professional, so everyone just bear with me. Now, this story is obviously someone's interpretation of the prompt that I gave on Instagram, okay? It was high noon on an ordinary Monday. Birds were singing, puppies were being walked by their blissful owners. Unbeknownst to those puppies and birds, the world was about to turn backwards for a moment. After a rough morning walk, I decided to post a picture of myself looking damn good. This is an objective opinion and not at all narcissistic. The caption was simple and not at all provocative, something like, I like picnics. And then BAM! I got a DM! It was from Daryl. We're calling him Daryl so he doesn't get any more attention from this than necessary. Daryl was a special man. To someone, I assume. Probably his mom's favorite. I don't know, because... I really didn't know Daryl. We met shortly after I moved to Virginia, and we followed each other on the Insta, because why not? Hadn't heard from him since. The DM was confusing, upsetting, hilarious. I deleted it fairly quickly and blocked Daryl's, so this is only an interpretation of what was said. Hey, not to be creepy, or insinuate anything, but this is a really nice picture. Like, you look really good. My reply? Thank you. I'm not sure why saying it's a nice picture would be creepy, or what you think it insinuates, but I appreciate the compliment nonetheless. Daryl? I don't know, it's just like women are so afraid of hookup culture and they tend to just take things to extremes. Like, you posted a picture and you looked damn sexy. Why can't I say that? Why is it creepy for me to say that to you? (laughs) Now, you may also be feeling the confusion I was. This grown-ass man went out of his way to slide into my DMs and then proceeds to get mad at me for what? I will never know the answer because I make it a rule to block negativity and drama from my life. And so ends the Daryl incident. In the words of SEO on. Toro from Assassin's Creed, requisite in passe. 
R.I.P. Now, I'm really sorry to any um, Assassin's Creed fans that, you know, heard me just butcher how to say that because I don't speak Italian. <laughs> um, dear Daryl, <laughs> no one has asked you to censor any of your DMs that you send to beautiful women. If you thought she was sexy, you could have said that. And it might have actually led to a flirtatious conversation and, hey, maybe even a date. So I'm not really sure why you uh, felt the need to let her know that it wasn't creepy or insinuating something unless um, <clears throat> it actually was. That's what I think anyway. You let me know, ladies and gentlemen, is this guy actually dumb? Or is he just trying to not take accountability for his uh, somewhat creepy and insinuating thoughts? Let's just... Uh, Send in those votes now. While we wait for everyone to cast their votes, let's move on to our next listener story. My ex, 22 years old, didn't know he wasn't supposed to help a girl buy lingerie. He thought it was okay because she had a boyfriend. He ended up cheating on me with her. What a surprise. She also had just turned 18. He had known her since high school where she was a freshman and he was a senior. We had a big, big fight about it where he gaslit me and called me crazy possessive because he was trying to help out a friend. He didn't know that it was wrong. Oh, that's such bullshit. Okay, then he cheated on me with her when I was visiting my family. She says in this, he basically groomed her. Well, to the person that wrote in this story, Myself, along with the entire studio audience, would like to say, fuck that guy, you deserve way better. I would now like to turn to the studio audience and have the men in the audience send in their votes on if it is okay for a man in a relationship to go with a different woman and help her pick out a type of underwear that is used to turn on a man. Your opinion is what she's looking for on how her body looks in skimpy underwear. And your partner doesn't know about this. Just send in your vote. Let me know. Is that okay? Yes or no? Now, the women of the audience, please, I would love to hear from you. I'm going to cast my vote along with you on this one. It is not only disrespectful to your girlfriend, it is disrespectful to the boyfriend of the girl that you are helping out. It is inappropriate on the fact that she's just barely legal enough to be doing any type of that kind of activity with a grown man. It concerns me on so many levels and I do not believe for a second that he didn't know it was wrong considering even if she wasn't 18 years old, that's inappropriate. That is crossing a clear boundary of your fidelity with your girlfriend. So I'd like to hear what the other women would like to say. Please go ahead. Let me know. I think it's officially time to wrap up this episode. I had fun. I hope you all had fun. And uh, let's all remember no one's perfect. I know that many times in my life I have played dumb to try to get away with something. Uh, it's not a good idea, obviously, for not only for your neurotransmitter reasons, but uh, in general, if you want to have trust and have a 
nice bonded relationship with anyone in your life, this is a bad idea. Stop playing dumb. Just own your actions and be an adult about it. A little nudge. Uh, please follow this podcast if you're enjoying it. Let me know if you're enjoying it. Uh, I would love to hear from you. I have my Instagram listed in the description of this episode where you can send me stories or if you have a question or an idea, just let me know. I'd love to hear from you. All right. I'm going to see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking about happiness. Love you. See ya.